All right, I think we're rolling. Yeah, we're rolling. This is Chris. This is AJ. Uh, this is the Bellingham Podcast. However, uh, this is not, and we've said this on a couple other episodes, uh, we mean at this time, this is not a normal podcast. We have had a unique week in this world. We're recording this Sunday morning, um, June 7th, uh, for broadcast. Um, and it's it, this has just been a, a very... Difficult two weeks for, for, for our, our society and culture. And... Chris and I have kind of struggled this week because our show is always focused around positivity and and the Pacific Northwest vibe and, you know, talking about gear and talking about mindsets. And honestly, as a creative and as a podcaster, it was hard for us to get into that zone. Yeah. And while we uh, have fun riffing off each other and uh, uh, having levity to be entertaining, uh, with with things, uh, the the situation of what's going on in the United States and the world, for this matter, is it, it does not uh, permit levity, and we're uh, pretty serious about this stuff. So, uh, as we're recording this, is Sunday morning. Let me paint a picture for those of you who may be listening uh, outside of Bellingham and Whatcom County. Yesterday, Saturday, June sixth, uh, there was a rally. As you know, there have been many rallies, protests, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, around the nation and uh, there were depending on what quote-unquote news source you uh, check on uh, there could have been 3,000 5,000 7,000 pick a number there was just a ton of people a lot of people uh, at the Maritime Heritage Park uh, overlooking the water in this beautiful Bellingham Bay but they had some speakers Uh, Bellingham proved itself to be uh, having a peaceful uh, protest Uh, there uh, there were a lot of there are a lot of families. There are a lot of, of people on bicycles. Uh, there are a lot of kiddos. A lot of a lot of signs, si- lot of signs uh, from what I saw on the perimeter. Uh, I don't do well in uh, the, the thick of things with a lot of people. But um, it was sunny during the protest, and then it got uh, this little bit of a rain shower, and it was really uh, curious in, in in Bellingham in mid June or early June. Uh, we should be expecting warm temps, but it was a cool evening and there was a rainbow after that rainstorm. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was just a, a real nice, uh, you know, kind of a little sign of hope in some aspects. But um, today it is somber, gray, <laughs> cloudy. Uh, as we're recording this outside, uh, we're in the Barkley District and we're under a gazebo. And abiding by social distancing. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Act accordingly. So. Uh, this has been a really uh, difficult week for everyone. We are the Bellingham podcast, and this has been a very difficult week for the city of Bellingham. And how, how can two guys, uh, two technologists, two motor mouths, adequately share uh, the barometer of Bellingham? Uh, it, I don't think we could do it ourselves. No, no. And I, I, and that's that's the thing that you and I had, had talked about greatly off the mic is we want to showcase a voice. And we wanted to showcase a way that would give light to the aspects of ra- racial inequity that has been talked about so widely in the last, uh, what, 13, 14 days. And longer. I mean, and that's the thing is, is that this is, this is a longstanding issue in our country. But for us to do it, it didn't feel right. And so you, you and I had an opportunity, um, a good friend and colleague. Uh, this, this gentleman is quintessentially 
Bellingham in my book. Yeah. He came to our city, uh, much like we've said time and time again, you, c- you find yourself in Bellingham or in the Pacific Northwest, and the PNW has a way of just taking you as you are. When he came here, immediately he got the goods in our book because he is a person who is media, who is a content creator. Yeah, he's a creative. And getting to know him and getting to work with him because we get to work with him pretty much on a daily basis. Yes. His name is Darren. He was born and raised in Trinidad, then came to the United States for his higher education, became a citizen, and his background that leads to his views that you'll hear today on this episode. They are grounded and rounded in being a creator, an educator, being a person of color, being a father, and being a husband. And when you hear about inequity, he sees it through multiple lenses as he studied in the United States, but worked in the United Arab Emirates, doing film and filmmaking and teaching, and also then experiencing that, but in a different country and culture, doing it later in China, only to come back to the United States, first to the Eastern Seaboard for a little bit, and then making his way to Bellingham to continue doing media and filmmaking and storytelling and teaching. But all the way, being black, he also has a unique experience in all of those situations, feeling what inequity and racism and what that feels like in different cultures and in different different countries but also to bring it back home even feeling it here in our own city in Bellingham you know when I when I had when I had Darren on the mic he said something that kind of struck a chord with me and I feel like that's kind of where Chris and I want this episode to stand with you if you're listening to this Darren used the phrase navigating the dynamic and we hope that this episode helps you navigate maybe your internal dynamic that you are, you're, you're wrestling with or trying to process, whether that is understanding the inequity or injustice or racism that's going on around you, either here in Bellingham or elsewhere here in the United States or around the world. Or maybe it's just the dynamic that you're trying to navigate of what you can say or what you can do or how you feel like you may be able to help. Darren has some, some things to say about that towards the end. But on that note, we're going to go ahead and jump off the mic, and hopefully next week Chris and I can rejoin the mic, and maybe we'll find our levity back and come back to with you to uh, for an uh, an regular episode. We'll see how things go because quite honestly, uh, things may not get better uh, for a while, and uh, and uh, until they do, uh, we want to be respectful and mindful of things because what is currently happening happening in our city, in our county, in our state, in our country, and around the world. It's not like we can check a box. We've, we've done this, yeah. now let's move on. It, this is something that has to continue on and we wanna treat that with the respect that it requires. Yeah, the, the, the respect that it deserves. So with that said, here's Darren. My good friend and neighbor and community member of Bellingham and unofficial contributor of the Bellingham podcast after today, friend of the show, <laughs> Mr. Darren Brown, how we doing? Morning, neighbor. Uh, good morning, 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 neighbor. All good. Are Are we all good? How you doing? Uh, you know, just trying to stay safe. You know, have a pandemic and and basically have uh, social injustice or you know, I guess you could call it a race war. Um, if that's not too, not too strong a term. Um, 
so a lot of a lot of uh, introspection and looking around at um, my family and stuff because I have two little ones and you know they look like me. We're all black and um, um, and wondering how to explain that to a seven-year-old and a four-year-old um, coming up uh, right now and what do we need to look at in the future? Do we do we stay in this country? Is it as real as that? Um, um, should we leave? And that's that's I guess that's giving other people satisfaction of <clears throat> of pursuing their agenda um, to make this a all white country. And you know, all of this right now smacks of um, my wife has done history in school smacks of 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 the of Hitler and the his his protocol to bring about the whole Nazism stuff and uh, pursuing just the Aryan white better than everybody race. Um, but it's not all that um, clear to most because some people are still supporting the status quo and are understanding you know, hey, there's a lot of things I can do that, you know, black people can't. Um, understanding understanding the privilege and, and understanding now is the time to to help and to definitely change. Um, you know, it's just with the backdrop of a pandemic and and you know, people dying for no reason at all who shouldn't die, you know um because of the color of the skin so it's a lot of thoughts and listening to to people talk um but the bottom line is is action uh, i think action is 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 necessary to change this because as as the human race moves forward besides for there being a lot of black people then racism makes it so how do you explain that to the kids of those relationships? You know, that, you know, your, your dad's family hates us because mom is black or, you know, or, or stuff like that and, and keep the cultures alive. Um, I don't want to see it, and I sort of equate it to the Native Indian people in the sense that their whole lives, their languages, their everything has sort of been taken away and they're invisible people right now to this government. And they're not looked at as people at the same way we're not looked at as people even in the uh, constitution of this country. Um, you know, you can be cast aside and you tend to think, oh, it's like, oh, that's, that's, uh, that's never happened to us because we're not from here. This is not, but I mean, you're black. You go outside and somebody, a police officer pulls you over and you're like, okay, well, you know, you could have done something wrong. You could have been speeding or whatever. But any movement by me, as opposed to somebody who is white, is construed as um an affront or i'm going to attack i was like i'm just like 
I don't want to say like everybody else, but I just use simple things I want to do is take care of my family, go to work, you know, have some fun, play some football, the, the real football. <laughs> um, you know, that world yes, calls yes. football. Proper um, football. Uh, <laughs> and, um, you know, live this life. But it, it comes down to, you know, what people are talking about. It's like healthcare. Um, and um, being able to take a vacation. That seems like, yeah, I could take a vacation. I could go to the mountains. I could go to a cabin. It's like, not really. You know, we have to work in order to provide. Taking a vacation for some people, either they don't get it or it's a luxury that they can't afford. Um, because they're on a certain income. Um, at this stage in life, I would think I could do that, but that's that's even harder because I've I have kids in school and all that stuff. My wife works, my wife works and I work, and there's never the time. Because now you're spending extra money and you're not getting back. You know, um, it's having that luxury to see, to go and to travel um, when you're constantly paying bills. Um, the way to build wealth in this country is to own property. You know, from the institutions for, for housing and for getting loans to do that and, and, you know, with the whole credit thing. How am I going to buy a house? You know, um, and what kind of rate I'm going to get, you know, or they may choose a white customer over me because they think their credit is better. Um, now we rent now and they chose a white couple here before um, and they trashed the place. Um, so we are paying rent and it was like, why would you trash the place? you are living there, right? So the rental company had to spend a lot of money to sort of repaint and replace appliances and all that stuff. And thus far, I think we've been good tenants, but because of the color of our skin, we had to pay a little bit more on our deposit. You know what I mean? To pay for what they did. So it comes at us at all facets and every, and every day at all levels, um, even at different classes, you don't get away from it. If you're well off, you know, you're not going to get away from it. Somebody will take your life just like that. Um, so that argument of being from a different place, and this is not our history. Um, in school, we learned about everybody's history, um, US and European world history who were the leaders in primary school, we had to know who, who was the president or prime minister of each, of each country growing up, you know? Um, so all this to say is like, we're not, just because I'm black and I'm from another place is not any different. It happens. Um, or to reach that ideal of, of having, you know, that, that great life that you think you have. Because now, now, even if you're at a higher level, you look at all the people, all of your people 
whether they're born and grown, born and raised in the U.S. or Caribbean or, or different countries in Africa, like Ghana, or South Africa, different things. Um, and you're stuck sort of crabs in a barrel because you're not really set, so you can't help anybody pull up. In our case, we're not really set. And as much as we want to help, you know, if you want to help somebody have a space and say, we'll pay your rent for a few months, get on your feet and do that, or help even help your family, because you're not really set, because if you help them out, that means a bill doesn't get paid or some, you know, you can't get groceries. And, and we tend to think that, you know, our people, black people or, or minorities, once you get to a certain place, you're set. It's like, yeah, I have a good job. I have a family. But that doesn't mean that I have extra. Right? Or, or even any sense of, of white privilege, even if I say, look, I want to take out a loan to do this, to, to pay off debt or to get um, my mother, my cousin, my brother a car so they can get to work going back and forth. That's a whole different board game because you instantly get another rate when you're, when, once you walk into leadership. There's no equity there. You know, there's no, there's not, I mean, equity and we get paid in what we get paid. Um, I have counterparts in different parts of this country who make twice what I make for what I do. Um, but because of where I am, who I am, and, and, and I suspect what I look like, um, it's sort of that disbelief. It's like, oh, he can't be that educated. He can't know this stuff. So, you know, you, you sort of, you sort of wake every day. This is your, you're constantly being judged. You know, not by by what you know, but by what you look like. All of this violence um, that's happening, and someone said it well. You understand why there's violence with young people and looting, even though they are outside entities, they understand why there's violence. Because they're not being listened to, have not been listened to for a long time. If they have no voice, it's going to happen. You know, you push anybody too far, they're going to break. Um, and it's not always going to break and just sit there and be quiet. So not, like everyone has been saying, not that looting is right. It's never been right, it's not right. Because you, that's your community that you're living in. You still have to go back to that store after you do that stuff. But in the context of what's going on, when does it stop? You know, when can I walk down the street? Um, like I was telling you the other day, my wife was, uh, we were talking and she's like, I can't go for a walk by myself. As much, that nice as the neighbors are, I have to go with everybody, my entire family, because me walking around apparently is a threat. I ain't trying to fight nobody. <laughs> you know? Darren, you're one of the most gentlest souls I, I, I know, bro. Like, there's a reason why we're neighbors, which full disclosure, everyone, like literally when I say morning neighbor, Darren literally is my neighbor, so. Yes. Yeah, right around the corner. I'll be here. <laughs>
you know so it, it's 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 sad it's frustrating you know it drives you to anger and you know all of these things that are happening um you know and white friends and uh friends of different nationalities that are white too it's like you know what can we do i was like i broke it down and i don't know if i'm oversimplifying it call a speed a speed wrong is wrong you wouldn't kill anybody then it's wrong everybody knows that right um whatever religion or whatever space um that you're in is wrong you don't kill people you know um we i mean even in the job market we, we we're not trying to threaten you we're trying to just like everybody just like people you're trying to support yourself and your family you know um you want to move up um there are a lot of great black entrepreneurs who want to to make their own you know some people aren't built for stay in a job and and not have their own or answer to anybody but you know it's it's not so so the the key and I'll come back to it is action um I was watching a news news report released the whole last night about the pandemic and the social injustice and race and one of the interviews with uh Charlemagne God um and he was saying reparations are a real thing and that they should happen because the gap the wealth gap the tech gap um in this country you know because we deal with a lot of tech <laughs> being um film video you know little photography on the side there you know cuz AJ is a video guy <laughs> um nice <laughs> um the, the the gap in learning and um i uh, i i have a couple of black students that work for me um and the knowledge disparity between um between the white students that come in and the black students that come in um especially about media and television and film is widely apparent um even we as black people consume a lot of 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 film and tv and all that stuff but knowing how to do it is not not that understanding um and one of my students uh he's of a uh, cambodian heritage if i'm not mistaken um but same same complexion his hair is straight you know so if we are looking at it from a perspective it's like okay well his hair is straight but he's dark so he just confuses everybody <laughs> um but you know people of color come in all different sizes and shades and 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 and, and all that stuff but he's experienced racism here where we live um as a matter of fact when we were looking for housing before before found his house you know we we were thinking about well maybe we would do linden and when we found this place up the street from you um he was like he's like no nah, man i don't want to see you move out to linden that's 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 not something you want to do I, i didn't want that for you and your family because these most the students that work for me have met my kids and 
seen her run around and, and my wife. So it's, it's sort of like oversimplifying again. You treat people the way you want to be treated. I don't treat anybody with disrespect because of where they come from or the color of their skin. Um, but I don't want to get that point where we have to do that. You know? Um, there, it's on social media and a friend of mine posted um, speech by uh, Haile Selassie to the, the UN in, um, I think it was 1963, you know. Now, the words of the speech, and I think um, Bob Marley had a song um, about it, talking about um, until the color of a man's skin is no more significant than the color of his eyes. And the speech went into that. And it's just like, we, we have to continue to fight. As, as, as people of color. And it was just an excerpt from the speech. It was a lot longer and, and it rang true. You know, not because you're from another place. This battle is going on all over the world um, for any minority in any nation. Um, but right now, it, here, this present time, it affects black people at Bruce Lee. Um, and, you know, it's like, what do you do? You know, how do you take those steps? And, and people who are white, those, those steps are, are not, I guess, I don't know how this works, but not patronizing those institutions anymore. Um, just there's a different way. There's a bunch of different ideas and things that I've said and, um, the bottom line is 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 action and and how do you do that? You know, protests are wonderful. Um, I personally haven't taken part in any um, because one of where I live is I I'd be one of a very much minority, and um, two I have a family to look after, take care of, be a part of. Um, um, I grew up with, without my dad um, because of divorce and he passed early on. Um, and I really have um, been married to my wife for, for a good while now. I, I, I want my children to have both their parents, um, um, to be able to talk and understand stuff and to explain to them, and, and that's part of it too. How do I explain to them? My son being seven, my daughter being four, and it's all about play, um, that you're gonna become a threat just because you color your skin. You know, he likes Legos and, and play with toy cars and trucks and, you know, running around and being a kid. I'm the best at everything. Yeah, and being a kid, and so is my daughter and princesses and fairies and, and all of that good stuff. But it's sort of like, now you're going to have to tear that world down for them, for that reality check. Um, I mean, it's something that has to be done, but I honestly thought I had a bit more time <laughs> um, before now, but 
is just figuring out how to have that conversation. Um, um, and being in this area and being a minority in Bellingham, it's the the, the uh, black population is really small compared to the general population, and and um, so he doesn't see a lot of kids that look like him. Neither does she. Um, and to a certain extent, they really see color, you know, um, per se. They just know who's uncle and who's auntie. And um, purposely, because my family's not around um, and because you, you guys are cool, you know, um, and I love to spoil your son <laughs> too, um, created that community of uncles and aunties, you know. Um, um, you and our, our other friends who they love and because of this COVID thing they can't jump yeah, on people know. it's tough <laughs> and oh, Chris, Chris was over here and she was uh, my daughter was just just walking around because that's that's Uncle Chris we to jump on Uncle Chris <laughs> 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 you know she walked all around the yard and I was like yeah um, so that community um we went to uh, Apple Orchard or something that's local and he saw this other black child and he's like, and both in unison said, hey, you look like me. And <laughs> um, my wife and I and, and the other family um, turned around and started to smile because it's so like, and they were instant, you know, play, play friends and all that stuff. They live a little far away from us and so it's hard to keep in contact with working and stuff. But so it's navigating that dynamic. Um, and one day he and she are going to find out that you discover it's like, ooh, I'm black. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, you know, and maybe that's, that's what has to happen. Well, that's what I would like to happen. They, they figure it out mm-hmm. without getting in trouble. Yeah. You know, um, if if somebody white does it, is you know boys will be boys. If somebody black does it, is like you're going to jail. It's it's all around. It's it's the incarceration rate of black people in this country. It's it's what you can do and what I can't do. You know, and with this in this whole COVID age, I have a mask and everything like that. But, you know, anything scarier than a black man is a black man with a mask on. <laughs> you know, so I feel the pain um, and the stress and, and, you know, even looking long term of where, where, where we should be. But everywhere we go, we do a bunch of research on the area and people and how many black people are there. Um, and when we were coming back from China too, we had to think about it because that's when uh, Fernando Castile and, and, and a lot of black people were getting killed more and that first time. And it's like, do we want to come back? Do we want to have our children grow up in that? But we, we had been out of the country for a while. So, so that was a big deal coming back into that. Um, even, you know, the, the Freddie Gray um, issues in, in Baltimore and Maryland and all of that stuff. So that 
that had a big part of payment coming back and we come to Bellingham and this is a smaller black population. And when I came to interview, a, a, a black student walked up to me. I was talking to one, one of our colleagues because I, I was here for like three days. It was 80 degrees. It was wonderful. <laughs> yeah, the 180 degree day. Housing we had. Itself. 180 degree. That's that. Yeah, 180. On my house. <laughs> Perpetually. Um, Perpetually. Um, so I, you know, looked around and this black student walked up to us and he was like, don't come here. They treat black people bad. Mm. You know, I, I've had that discussion with different people. Um, but we ended up moving here and um, met a bunch of great people and been working here that, thus far. I've had one or two run-ins with the Northwest passive aggressive racism. And it's like, uh, we're like, you know what? I'm going to leave that right there. I'm going to leave you right there. I need to do what I need to do. And here I am. Um, for all those who want to help and, and do something, um, I myself was watching a television. You can donate your time to black organizations. Um, those are there to protect black organizations like NAACP. You could donate money, you could donate time. Not everybody has money, um, people losing jobs. You could donate time to you know, write legislation, legislator, talk to your, your governor, you know, black, white, even your governor, your senator and say, this is not right. Um, if you work in government, um, make, you know, make those policies not hurt black people. You know, you are there and you are the keeper of your space and whatever you do, um, find a way to make it easier for people of, of, of color or for black people. Um, you know, protesting is good. Like I say, it's action. Um, maybe there needs to be some sort of, we're not so going to support, um, you're not gonna go buy stuff for a day because that hurts all of these companies and all of these institutions that, that don't propose, that, um, that propose to keep this institutional racism in play. Um, and continue, continue pushing forward, you know, uh, at the end of the day, wrong is wrong. You know, even if you go to the DMV and it's taken a long process, I mean, give people all the information, even though if you, if you know there's a way that you can, um, even if you know there's a way that, you know, there's a way you can work around it and it's not illegal, it's like, look, here's all the information. This is what you need to do to, to have all your ducks in a row to get your driver's license or to, to change the plates on your car or whatever it is. Um, because one other thing is because we're part of that gap in education and tech, people honestly don't know how to do things and, and the simple process and what could help them get ahead or, or lift themselves up to be able to do things for themselves. So it's, it's having that information. And for those folks, you know, you don't know what to say and you don't know um, to people of, uh, that are black, that's okay. You know, do what you know how to do and do it well that can help benefit them. Thank you so much for coming up on the show, Darren. Thank you, brother. <laughs> love you, neighbor. I uh, love you too.
So once again, our thanks to Darren for joining us on the show. And thank you once again for uh, being so willing to share your story and your perspective. Uh, it matters. And uh, we uh, hope that those of you listening uh, will continue to uh, have eyes open and ears open for chances to listen to other stories wherever you are at. Yeah. Uh, may this continue to uh, gain inertia uh, and may more sharing of each other, uh, you know, our stories, may more understanding uh, continue to evolve. And to echo Darren's final thoughts uh, in that last segment, hopefully you can find yourself um, being called to an action that you feel that supports um, this cause. I mean, Darren threw out a couple of ideas. And remember that, you know, time also is an asset that can help with this inequity and um, this equality issues that we have. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.